Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? This is the Hill Pursuit Podcast, episode 17, March 31, 2021. I'm Hayden. This is Mitch. Mitch, how are you doing? Doing good. It's crazy that we're going to be April 1 tomorrow. That's uh, that's wild. We're flying through. I'm coming in on spring here. Yeah. yeah. Last, last day of March. That is, it's pretty crazy that that's, that's where we're at. You know, a year ago, a year ago, the world was completely different and fast forward and here we are March, March, 2021. But um, yeah. yeah. So uh, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Um, this is the Hill Pursuit podcast. Um, you guys can, can find us, find the podcast on Spotify, Podbean and Google podcasts and, you know, follow us, check us out on um, some social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram at Hill Pursuit. Um, comment on our stuff. Find us, uh, find the website, hillpursuit.com, where you can access our daily blog, where we talk about exercise, training, fitness, life, a little bit of everything. And then you can access all of our previous podcast episodes there as well. So do all that, check us out, find all the things and like, share, subscribe, and get that all in for us. That'd be awesome. We like hearing from you guys. So leave us some comments and, you know, we hope, you know, I'm speaking for both of us here, but we hope that we can have like a, a Q and a episode, you know, one day where we just have a, a nice list of questions from some of the people who follow us and, um, you know, kind of just rattle, rattle through some of that content. Cause I know we have had some cool comments and, love to keep that conversation going so find us check us out and and uh that'd be awesome to to connect with you so um let's let's start this off mitch what are you doing for training lately how's that been going and what do you have planned oh it's going good i'm uh closing in on my last two weeks of this 16 week uh long program so my last session was deadlift and then hit some joker set so i worked up to 475 for one and that felt good then finish off with some floor press and and had to round it out like we talked with the accessory work with some pull-ups and hanging leg raises so that that felt good and actually I'm surprised my recovery from it um I feel great and my low back isn't I don't have anything yet. My legs were, my hamstrings were a little, little sore to be expected, but I don't know. The recipe must have been right this week for recovery. So I'm good. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I still didn't post that, that video. That was a sweet video. Um, if you missed that, Mitch kind of just said it quickly, but deadlifted 475, right? So yeah, closing in on that that big number, which is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, and you definitely have it and we can, we'll talk about that. That's something that we could talk about in the future. You know, I'm not in that. I can't even sniff that range of, of LBs on the barbell, but, um, (laughs) but I could probably get you to 500 for sure. You could too. I'm sure sure you're, you're right there, but, um, Yeah, so that's awesome. I'll have to post that video. That was a pretty sweet video. But um, 
Yeah, that's cool. That's that's cool to hear. Um, last two weeks of a big program, so we'll play around with, you know, if, if you're up for it, we'll play around with how we can structure that at some point, which is pretty sweet. But, um, yeah, that was a pretty big lift by Coach Mish, so congrats. Yeah, nothing. And there's definitely – it's nothing crazy, but oh, I'm excited to hit the 500 mark and a little milestone and build off of it. So, like, like nice. I said, it's not the it's not the strongest pool out there, but I'll take it. Well, so. is it a pull or is it a lower body push? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. That's no. a topic for a different day too. Yeah, that one drives <laughs> me nuts. Yeah, but um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's sweet. So. Yeah, and for, for me and my training lately, uh, well, this week is a, a, just a massively ridiculous week, honestly, for me and, and what I have going on. So, you know, um, it's uh, at school, it's like we're wrapping up advising. So okay. advising season is always just super, super busy, you know. Chaotic. Yeah, 25 mm-hmm. plus students, you know, figuring out their schedule for – next semesters and stuff. And then, uh, on top of that, um, you know, moving this week, finding a new home, which is pretty exciting. So it's awesome today, tomorrow, um, the next day and <laughs> the next day, you know, all kinds of craziness with packing, traveling, unpacking all this, all the madness associated with that. And then, um, which is kind of cool. Let's talk about this for a little bit. My program has this week being another big building week. Yeah. And next week being a little bit of a down week. And I think, you know, when, when I see that on Sunday night, my instinct is, okay, how am I going to be able to build this coming week with all the stuff I have going on? you know, but then when I like take a step back and really look at what's, what, uh, what that means is, okay, I'm building during a hectic life week. Right. But would I rather build now or rather move into my new house and then have a massive training week, you know? And honestly, I think I'd rather it just be this week Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I'm already running on adrenaline and, very little sleep because of all the stuff I have going on. So I can probably just rely on, on getting, getting through, you know, the training of this week, just on fumes. So it's probably, it probably makes the most sense to do it that way. What do you think? Yeah. And there's never, there's never an ideal time because you're going to move in your house and it's going to be busy again. But, and we, we kind of fall back on what we've talked about before when life kind of throws you, curveball that's when everything else has to become disciplined so whether you're monitoring monitoring your free time a little bit more and making sure your recovery is dialed in so when you do get to eat make sure you're putting enough fuel into your body when you're going to sleep you're not hanging out on your phone for I I know this isn't you but um, hanging out on your phone for like a half hour prior you know you you gotta take full advantage when when time, when life throws you those busy weeks to yeah. fit everything in. So that's like a cool example, I think, of you doing what you have to do to, uh, to make it through. So, yeah, you gotta, it's a good point. You gotta eliminate the fluff when you're, 
yeah you know, when exactly. your life is when life just gets super busy and everybody has seasons where you know you go through a week a couple weeks maybe a couple months of you know rougher rougher times or rougher circumstances i mean just pull all the nonsense out you know yeah. just don't waste fat, your time yeah. Yeah, don't waste your time doing stuff that's not going to be productive towards you know the big goal whatever that is for you but so yeah that's what and you know it's really a short season for me it's not like it's been it's not like it's been like this for forever at all it's just these mm-hmm. past few weeks really to a month that you know just pull the fluff out eliminate the fluff and um really focus in on on the big goal so but anyway yeah i've had some weird <laughs> weird circumstances with training lately too which kind of is gonna snowball into maybe what we we're gonna talk about today but um we've had some some beautiful weather here and then randomly we had like horribly cold and rainy weather this past weekend and now it was nice again the past like day or two so um for me saturday morning i had a i had like a two i think it was a two hour ride or something and saturday was planned to be absolutely beautiful and it was but i didn't have any time to do my workout during like the best part of the day so one I couldn't get outside because I had to do my ride in the dark on the trainer. And um, yeah, that's what I was going to say Two, I couldn't, one, I couldn't get outside and two, I couldn't be on my bike. I had to be on my trainer, you know? So, um, you know, it's just like, it makes me think, well, first of all, it makes me miss being outside when I have to do something like that. But it also just makes me wonder how my performance is affected by, you know, riding indoors at 5am as opposed to outdoors and 65 degrees and sunny at, you know, 1pm or 2pm, you know, because I didn't have that. I didn't have that availability throughout the day Saturday, you know, with family stuff, right? Because that's, that's part of our job too. you know, being husbands and me being a father, you know, we have we have that stuff that we have to do too. So, um, you know, that was my, that was my time. And then, um, so that's one thing that we can kind of chit chat about and see what you think about that. And then a similar thing happened to me on Sunday. I had a long run and, um, it was horrible weather all morning, Sunday, all morning. It was horrible. And I decided to sleep in and for, you know, for me, sleeping in is like six, six thirty. So I didn't get up to train super early. Like I typically do. And it was bad enough outside that I was like, eh, I'll wait. I, you know, I'll wait. Sunday's a little bit more of a chill day. I have the time in the afternoon on Sunday to, yeah. to maybe get in my long run. It just never got better. So eventually I was just like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to go. It was rain. It was like pouring rain. And I was like, so what here yeah like i was like so what i have to do it anyway it's gonna be wet am i like why wait anymore i'm just gonna go so i do like whatever it was a 70 80 minute um run and then like within an hour of finishing it got beautifully sunny outside (laughs) i was just like you have to be kidding me like i just could not catch a break with 
with like the timing of how I was, you know, I was kind of, you know, backed against the wall and back against the wall on the, the indoor ride. But man, I was so close to making a really good decision on that run and I made the absolute worst decision. And then, um, there was one more, um, so I, I had a, a pool session. I had a swim the other day and I ended up being like five or 10 minutes late to the pool. And it was, I think it was just my own fault somehow. I don't remember how it even happened, but I had a, I had a long ride in the morning. So I woke up early to rip that ride before the pool. And I ended up just like, pouring a cup of coffee or something on my way into the pool. And I just like, I don't know, I lost track of time and I ended up being five or 10 minutes late. I don't even, you know, that's literally all that happened, which never happens for me. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's also kind of tough when that happens. It kind of set me up as I started swimming It set me up like for a bad, you know, a bad mental mindset were in my head because don't forget I'm restricted to 45 minutes in the pool right now with where I live. So, um, I literally started swimming knowing I would not even come close to finishing my workout because most of my workouts aren't created for the 45 minute time slot. So I'm already up against it, whether or not I'm going to finish my, my workout. And then, um, being a little bit late, I knew I wouldn't finish it. So it's like, I'm going to swim for 35, 40 minutes, knowing I'm not going to finish my workout. It just bothered me. You know, it just bothered me. So, you know, I think uh, the availability that we have to train, the timing that we train, the timing of starting our training sessions absolutely affects how we perform. Um, how does that relate to you and, and stuff you do? I know we talked about this a little bit as it relates to conditioning versus lifting last episode, last podcast, but, you know, let's dive into it a little bit. How's that relate to stuff that you're doing? Yeah. Before we jump in, I want to comment on your swim, how you were five minutes late. I think there's a few, a few takeaways for it. One is you were, you were five minutes late. You get in the pool. And I, I can feel where you're at. You're kind of beating yourself up like, hey, this this stinks. But at the end of the day, you got to the pool. And that's that's kind of where you're faced with, okay, am I going to sit here and beat myself up and have a crappy session? Or can I get over that I was five minutes late and put everything I have into that, put it past me and let it fuel yourself to maybe push yourself a little harder during that session? Because you, you can go two ways. You can get get inside your own head and totally turns to crap and you get nothing out of the pool workout, you know, and you have right. that choice. That's, and that's a personal choice or am I going to, am I going to get past it? So, and then two, it's like you, you were five minutes late. So, you know how that made you feel. So I'm sure that's probably not going to happen for a long time again. And not like it does happen <laughs> for a lot with you, but um, and that was like a cool learning thing, especially I mean, you're a pretty positive person, so that, you can take that in so many aspects. But in terms of yeah. time of training for me, and this is not—I have no scientific like research <laughs> in terms of times of training. This is all experience-based. But 
in college, I would majority train like you, like first thing in the morning, you know, um, get up. When I was in my undergrad, I think the gym opened at 6, 6.30. So I would be, I'd be up um, prior, usually get like a cup of coffee and then head over to the gym, get the session in and then my day was free. And then once I got to my master's, pretty much again, I would usually get up at 4.30, I remember, get like the session in conditioning or, you know, then again too, you need, you didn't have, sometimes the gym wasn't open first thing. So I'd have to push it back. But I think I felt the biggest, as long as I was doing it the same time every day, if I was training at six in the morning every day, I kind of got into a groove and I felt good, you know, and that's, which when you, when I changed it up, you might feel a little different. So say I usually train at 630 every day and I've been doing it for months. And then maybe there's one day I had to back, bump it back to the afternoon. That one day might feel a little different. You know, I think it's when you bump out of your normal routine and that's okay. And now my life, I have really, I have not mastered a plan of when I'm going to train. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's kind of unique how my life, my life is kind of, went to where it was where it used to be super structured and now I'm structured it's just kind of it's kind of getting it in when I can so and that's okay you know how about what are your thoughts on on that like if you get bumped out of your normal routine or if you do have to change it up yeah I definitely think it's okay and you are very structured you're just your time of day for you I know isn't structured right, right. It's, it's very it's so variable but your programming is structured yeah, so correct and it's that way for me too and sometimes my timing is all over the place for the most part i can typically rip in the morning if i really you know if i yeah. want to you know it doesn't mean i i'm up every day at 4 a.m because i'm certainly not but some days if that's what's required to get my stuff in then i'll absolutely do it you know right um, yep. you have to find you know i like what you said earlier you said it's a choice, you know, it's a choice to, you know, let the workout beat you or, you know, if you're already behind the eight ball, you can still put your best foot forward and still get a good, good session out of it. And the same is true for um, just getting the session in at all. It's a choice. You, know? um, you can wake up early, you can stay up late. You know, if you're someone who works out in the evenings, <clears throat> you can stay up late. If you're someone who works out in the mornings, you can get up early. You know, everybody else kind of has to force it to work in their into their day, which isn't always easy. But um, yeah, so for for me, what's what's tough is my time is typically in the mornings, and randomly, some sometimes when my availability is in the afternoon, I I like. I feel like I'm performing a lot better. Hmm. So, and that's hard because when I'm cycling at 5 a.m. some days indoors on my trainer, it will take me a while to like really warm, like truly warm up to the point that I can like do some big gear intervals or put, put in some speed work or something. It takes me a while, but if I randomly have availability, say at like 2 PM, I get on and I'm just like moving, you know, 
because I've been moving throughout the day. I'm a little bit more warm. You know what I mean? I'm more yeah. warm. So um, with that form of exercise and that kind of relates to, that's kind of how my runs are too. Like not all the time, but with cycling, that's almost all the time. Like with cycling, if I, if I can work out in the afternoon, I'm almost always warmed up a lot quicker, like 90 of the time. Yeah, it does. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. But for some weird reason, that's not always how it is with running, but randomly, um, if I run in the afternoon, randomly, I'll just feel, I'll feel better sometimes. And it's not consistent at all. It's just like, I don't feel that way in the mornings, but some afternoons I feel really, really good running. Whereas others, you know, are just normal and, um, similar to how I feel in the mornings. But, um, what I wanted to touch on also was, so I ran in the pouring rain the other day and yeah, you know, it's a little bit of a mental game. It's like, look, I got an 80 minute run anyway. I just, I just have to do it. You know, um, I'm going to get wet anyway. Who cares? Just go do the run. Um, everything's going to be muddy. Everything, you know, who cares? And I was, I was on a trail anyway, so it wasn't like a, crazy um you know crazy terrain or anything but it was muddy so you know i was i was dirty i was wet whatever um but what also happened was all my clothes got soaked so um you know i probably had 10 pounds worth of soak soaking wet clothes on you know because the they all became saturated with with the rain so that was a whole nother thing. Like I felt super heavy. My stuff was slot, my, my sweatshirt or whatever was sloshing around, you know, cause I'm, I'm like super minimalist in terms of like the money that I put in this stuff. I don't have any like rain gear. I really don't. So if I'm going to run in the rain, I just put my shoes on and go run in the rain, you know? So yeah. my sweats were heavy. My sweatshirt was heavy and I knew it would happen. But that was a whole nother animal where I was kind of weighed down and not like, not normal, not normally. Like it wasn't like I strapped like a 15 pound vest onto my chest. It was just like weird distributions of like heavy legs and heavy arms and like stuff flopping around with on my sweatshirts and stuff. It was really strange. So I dealt with that too. But, um, cause I'm not talking about yeah, a little bit. On that. Yeah. What'd you say? I got a point on that. That's actually, it's funny you say that. I was actually doing a little reading this past week on some stuff along those lines. But two, I want to say something first. I love the element training. I think that that's awesome. If you can get out and do something in the elements, whether it's rain, snow, what have you, and obviously be smart about it. Don't go running in the ice and then get hurt, you know, but if you can maybe get out and run in the rain, push yourself, well, I'm not saying that people have to do this. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy getting out when it's ice cold. I mean, I lived in my garage in the winter, it's an ice box and in the summer it's an oven, you know, it's, and we're going to be getting into that. And then two, I was actually just reading a little bit this week on, uh, I don't know where I, I dove down this path, but you said about your, you had your clothing on, it was wet. So yeah, that's, that's a factor weight wise, but I was actually reading something on buds, which like the basic underwater demolition for seals and you know you hear all of them going through like the physical aspect but then i was 
know what got me on this topic. I think the time we were talking about, like, oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about was the, uh, the Iron Cowboy. And we were talking about, oh, his body breaking down and all that. I'm getting off topic, but I thought this was cool. And like how his body's going to break down. I started reading about bodies and I'm like, yeah, they go through all that. But, you know, people don't think about the skin issues that they have, like whether they're chafing, you know, I, and I was thinking like that, that with you, like with your running in the rain, yeah, you got to, you got to battle the elements, but have you ever, I mean, if you're out there running for uh, thing in Ironman, how long are you out there? Do you ever deal with like skin like issues or like you're like the rubbing chafing or whatever yeah I, I mean i imagine that has to happen especially so as it applies to triathlon i've never yeah, I thought really, of you then you know i was like thinking i'm like hey it's, it yeah. does happen to those guys and i was thinking i, I kind of thought yeah, of you I like mean, is that something absolutely mm-hmm. anytime you're gonna sweat a lot and you have all that salt on your body yeah and if that starts mixing with whatever type of, um, you know, whether it's just sweat, whether it's sweat and water, sweat and rain, mm-hmm. sweat and rain's not great. Like you could literally chafe anywhere when you're sweating heavily in the rain. When they mix together, it, it definitely is uncomfortable. But um, as it relates to triathlon more specifically, um, it's, it's tough because you're in the water you know, for the, a large part of the beginning, the, the beginning. So you're swimming, you know, a mile to two miles or a little bit more for a full, and then you come out and immediately you're, you're soaked. So, um, after being completely soaked, you need to then bike a long distance where you're seated on that saddle for, you know, hours, and your only relief is to climb out of the saddle or just, you know, lift your butt up off the, the seat, basically. And, you know, sitting in that position on that tiny aerodynamic saddle for hours at a time, you know, I haven't done, I haven't ridden for hours in a race, but I've ridden for over an hour in a race. And, you know, it's, it's definitely something that hasn't affected me in a race, but I, I definitely experienced uncomfortability um, within training sessions that, you know, that you're, um, you're, you're cycling for, you know, long, long, long durations. And then, you know, pair that with all the sweat you're feeling, the water that you just Um, the water that you just came out of, whether it's an ocean or a lake, you know, you're mixing that water with the sweat that you, you know, the sweat that that's happening from, from your session. And then, you know, pair that with, um, getting off the bike then. And then all of a sudden you're, all of a sudden you're running in the same sweat, probably new clothing because you stripped off your, um, your swim and your bike specific gear and now you're in your run gear, but you still have all that sweat and salt and now potentially a little bit of that salt water that from, from the ocean potentially. I mean, it's definitely a concern. Um, there, I mean, what's nice is there's tons of products that you yeah. grab and throw on to any part of your body to help, you know, avoid that. But I mean, it is tough because you have, you're coming out of the water and then, you know, all of a sudden you're going to bike for hours and then, you know, 
you're going to be a little sore from that. And, you know, if you're sweating and, and anything's rubbing together, absolutely mixing with whatever, you know, soaking wet, um, tri suit or tri gear you have on from, from that swim. So yeah, as it applies to triathlon, it's definitely a concern. It's, it's, it's probably not a, a one size fits all solution. Mm-hmm. You have to play around with it a little bit. And, um, when I got into the sport, it became a big problem immediately. I didn't know how to, you know, I didn't know like how to handle it, mm-hmm. but, um, you figure out what gear works, you figure out what, um, what products work to slab on some ointment or whatever or sprays to, to help. And, you know, you get over that pretty quickly. And once you kind of fall into a groove, but yeah, I mean, that's really cool. You, people don't think about, Oh, well, I'm going to be out exercising for 16 hours. I need to think about, you know, chafing or my feet being destroyed because I'm just sweating and they're my, my feet are turning into proof yeah. on my hand, you know, all day long you don't think about that stuff. And, um, not that you don't, but you don't really think about it to the extent that you, that you might need to until, until it you, happens. Yeah. Until you fully experience it. So yeah. I'm sure that there will be a big learning curve for me in that sense. Cool. Um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, it's, that's a tough, that's a tough one to really like, become an expert in without having the experience multiple times, you know? Yeah. I just went, I went down a rabbit hole the other day. Just, uh, I think the iron cowboy kind of thought like, man, he, he has the physical capability, obviously. It's just, you know, and a lot of people do like, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you're going to get to your point where you have the physical capability to complete what you have. It's just, you know, there's that, those extraneous factors that can play a can play a role when it's decreasing those as much as you can so like i said i went down a rabbit hole and then i thought you at the uh, uh triathlon so i did want to ask you that at some point so cool yeah absolutely um what else did i have in terms of um in terms of cycling indoors versus outdoors that's another one i wanted to touch on and then some more lifting stuff that notes that yeah. I had if we get there, but, um, cycling indoors versus outdoors. I heard this, well, this reference is, is kind of, it's kind of tough, you know, cause cycling indoors, what it allows you to do is not have to handle your bike, right? You don't have to navigate potholes. You don't have to activate a bunch of different stabilizing muscle groups to, to maintain, a comfortable position on the bike. You also don't really have to engage your brain as much, you know, when you're riding indoors. Um, most people like just turn on Netflix and yeah. make sure they hit their intervals. You know, I do the same. I do the same, you know, but when you're outside, you gotta, you, your brain has to be turned on nonstop. I mean, you, you're probably riding on a, a main road. There's cars, there's traffic, there's other cyclists you know, there's turns and speeding up, slowing down, braking, you know, it's, it's a different world. Um, but what cycling indoors allows you to do is train the fitness aspect and, and less with less focus on like the bike handling. So, um, I think there's benefits to both. So cycling indoors, obviously you have the potential to, to get, um, more fitness from those sessions but you're missing out on the 
almost that sport specificity that's required of mm-hmm. bike handling. So when I wake up early and I feel like I need significantly more time to really like warm up, I feel like I'm missing out on the fitness sometimes because I don't feel like I'm completely missing out on it. Don't get me wrong, but because it takes me long enough to warm up, sometimes it occurs to me in my brain, man, I, I got to be taking better advantage of, of these sessions because I'm indoor. This is my time for fitness. You know, um, I got to warm up as quickly as I can. So I think when I'm up a little bit longer before I start those sessions, I'm probably in a better spot, but, um, how do you think that relates to some, some lifting, um, time of day for lifting and, and specificity there? Yeah. I think I noticed when I, if I have to train first thing in the morning, I like being up like 20, 25 minutes prior to going out to the garage, you know, maybe wake up, sip a cup of coffee, get my program laid out for the day. I get my percentages plugged in. You know, I already have what I'm doing, but I'll sit down, plug my percentages in, go out. It definitely does take me a little longer to get warm first thing in the morning. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you just lay down for six, eight hours. So I think it's just normal for your body. And especially when it's cold too. If it's cold out in my garage, I try to put a few layers on, get a little... Get a little sweat going. I, when I say sweat, I'm not drenched. It's kind of a little clammy. And uh, and then in terms of uh, and then another thing I've noticed, and we talked about this before. So a lot of my training now is probably in the afternoon. I'd say majority of it happens probably after three, for whatever reason. So way different than it's always been. You know, I most of my life I trained unless I was in sport or school it would happen in the afternoon but once I got on my own majority it happened in the morning I'm technically a morning person I like the mornings but if I had not slept a long time I think I if I'm going into a lifting session my strength is not so much always affected I don't feel as much but if it's like a high rep training session the the higher reps just feel terrible I, I can never get my it's just I feel weak on the higher reps I lose my wind a lot faster it's just oh, I have to push the prowler it's I'm, I feel like garbage if I've only slept like three hours it's it's odd you know you get through it but I don't know I mean you're obviously probably more sound answer the question is there a reason why you think that happens yeah that's a that's a, that's a tough one or do you think it's just like a personal thing? I mean, I don't, I, that's just something I experienced. I never read yeah. anything on it. That's just. Yeah. I mean, I would say intuitively that that's, that's a very personal yeah. response. I mean, I think back to, I don't know what you said earlier, but it, something triggered in my brain. I think back to, you know, when I, I used to coach at 6am, yeah. um, like some group class stuff and I know for a fact that some people rolled out of bed at 5:55 to get to that six. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some people just can. Some people can just do that, and mm-hmm. that's what you said. You like to be up a little bit earlier for your early morning sessions. For sure, right? ideally, ideally, yeah. perfect world. So, mm-hmm. so do I. I think that's like the the planner and the preparation that we both have you know we both have that kind of in us 
but I know that there's, and you know this too, there are people who literally have like no margin in their life anywhere. <laughs> so they roll out of bed at 5.55, you know, get to, get to their session at 5.59 for 6 a.m. or 6.01 or 6.10, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they still have it though. Like that's, yeah, okay. that's, uh, some people can do it. Yeah. Some people can. And that's definitely, I have never, ever been that person. I always need to be up, do something for a few minutes before at least like yeah. a few is not even a good description. I would prefer, like you said, that 20 to 25 minutes. Now that doesn't always happen for me, but that's, that's definitely ideal scenario. I, I am not someone to roll out of bed and, and, exercise or train like even when all i'm doing is going into my own basement to get on my bike i still try to get up a half hour early like a half hour you know get a little Mm -hmm. bit cool in me you know get some coffee like you said a little pick me up maybe read something get the brain working and then hop on you know but i i cannot I cannot just roll out of bed and do that. And it's weird too, because you said, you know, some days when you're on three hours of sleep, it does does not feel good. But yeah, I would I would bet that there's some days that th- you have three hours of sleep and you surprise yourself and you say, wow, where did this come from? Oh, for sure. And those you are know? the days like, what what just happened there? Yeah. So, I mean, it's the fact that, you know, we feel more winded sometimes when you, when you have those three hour nights or whatever, whatever your, whatever that variable, that negative variable is for that day, you know, if you feel winded or, you know, not quite as strong or not as fast, I think we have a tendency to associate that immediately with whatever that negative variable is like, oh, well, I'm more winded because I only slept three hours last night where, Whereas in two weeks, if you only sleep two hours and you completely destroy your session, you're not going to think back to that other time and say, yeah. oh, well, maybe I jumped the gun. Maybe that's not exactly why I didn't have it that day. You know, so yeah. I think we immediately attribute it to whatever that negative variable is when in reality, some days are just better than others. And I, I think it comes down to just a summation of whatever life stress is going on. So if it's, if it's no sleep, if it's crazy stuff happening at work, too much responsibility at work, you know, whatever, whatever else it is, I think it's just a a summation of all the life stress that we have. And we don't even really realize it as it's happening, but I think after it happens, we can probably look back and be a little bit more critical and understand, well, maybe, maybe I was winded because, oh yeah, my last three meals, I didn't eat enough food or, you know, I ate something that didn't agree with my stomach and I just didn't have it that morning because Mm -hmm. it was bothering me. You know, like if you, you know, you have to kind of remove yourself from the situation to, to kind of truly analyze what was, what was happening. Yeah. I think that's a good point for sure. And I think people and myself can jump the gun pretty quick. I just think for on a personal level, the, I've noticed it, that type of how I feel in terms of training more frequent when maybe the rest wasn't there. So I think it's just been so frequent enough that I can, I can kind of 
know that for myself that that's might be how I'm going to feel that day. If, but and that's okay. Like there's that's not a big deal. I'm not. It's not. That's just that's the way it is. I'm not going to not train because I don't feel great when that. But I don't sleep perfect. I mean that's just life. You know you, you get it in. You you push through the session. That's that's okay. You don't have to feel. 100%. If I did that, we'd never train. <laughs> and, exactly. uh, yeah. And I then, think rest is just like the biggest training variable too. So yeah. I think it's, I think there is a lot of performance outcomes. There are a lot of performance outcomes that, that do relate directly to rest and recovery. I mean, that's the, that's the game, right? Um, yeah. How can you recover as efficiently and as quickly as possible for the next for the next session right that's the whole game so yeah. i think you're right in the sense that that's probably the leading variable that's going to relate to whether or not you're more winded or you don't have as much strength or you're not quite as fast it's definitely most likely stress for for most people stress it's most likely sleep which of course accumulates into some level of stress but it's most likely sleep rest recovery for for most people wouldn't you say yeah no, i said i i'd agree with that and then i think it's important to and I, you can touch upon it to develop if you can develop some sort of schedule if you're if you are a person that has a has some sort of structure or, or your job where you're allowed every day at this time i can get up and train i think it's a good thing to have that time established you know and kind of try to stay on that, try to stay on that, uh, that frequency and time frame. I think you hold your, you hold yourself accountable, but then on the, the other side is when, you know, you don't like this happened to you, you were five minutes late, but something that you might oversleep the alarm that day and you might totally miss your session because you, you can't in the afternoon, maybe you got to run the kids somewhere or whatever. It's just, okay. So then you have two options. You stay up late and, you get to get the work in that night and don't beat yourself up. I mean, you're going to beat yourself up a little bit and that's okay. I think we all have to feel that guilty feeling a little bit so we can hold ourselves accountable because you don't want to feel that again. It's just, you can't let it ruin or you're going to just push it off to the next day and then just jump right back on the wagon. I think we, some, and I can do, I do this. I'll dwell on one thing. It's like, it gets you nowhere. You know, you kind of got to put it behind you, learn from it and, uh, pick up so if you can are you like a routine guy do you like do you train majority the same time every day yeah i mean right now most of my training is before the sun comes up for sure yeah there are times where i do have the availability for like a shorter afternoon session um but that's never at the pool like if i'm going to the pool it's always first thing in the morning um I can essentially bike whenever, as long as I have the availability in the afternoon, but um, just because I have easy access to it. But um, yeah, I, I, I like my routine of mornings. Mm -hmm. um, I just, sometimes I, I, sometimes I feel better in the afternoons, which is really strange. Um, it makes sense. It's just like when that, when I have those moments, it makes me wish I could exercise or train a little bit more frequently in those at that time slot, but that's just not, that's not where I'm at right now. My routine has me in the morning and that's, 
that's what's most consistent for me. So I think that was a good point you made. Develop some consistency if you're able to. And, you know, long term, you'll adapt to that and you'll ultimately put yourself in a better position to experience those um, those good and solid training sessions um, once you adapt to that consistent schedule. So, yeah, I think um, you that's an awesome word, adapt. I think yeah. you stay on a routine no matter what, whether it's 4.30 in the morning, whether it's 7 p.m. at night. I think if you do it long enough, your body's going, your body's going to adjust. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, that was a good one. What else you got? We'll wrap it up here. You got anything else? No, I, I don't. You all have a good day. Cool. Yeah, that was a great, good episode. So hopefully you guys are are still following along. Thanks if you are. Um, just as a reminder, you can find us um, – hillpursuit.com that's the website where we have our daily blog you can check out all the other podcast episodes Um, you can send us an email at hillpursuit at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you some comments some feedback and of course just check us out um, on some social media platforms facebook and instagram at hillpursuit that's all we got for this episode we will talk to you guys and see you guys hopefully